we're doing a series. I'm sticking the series. It's a, from faith. This is the chapter 11 of Hebrews. We come to verse 31. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on in the Hebrews passage because it talks about a lady called Rahab. After me, say Rahab. Rahab. Okay, it's not a common name these days. That's probably a good reason for it. But it's, it's those who know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Adults can giggle quite a lot in this talk. Okay, it's an all-age talk, so be careful. Uh, Rahab is a funny name. Say it again. She's a lady, and she lives in a city called Jericho. Who's heard of Jericho? Put your hands up, please. Look around. Excellent. I won't pick on any of the youth, because that might go badly wrong. What's famous about Jericho? The walls fell down. What's famous about it is the walls fell down. The songs come. Laurie's singing songs, as he does. Uh, I hope this is going to work. You never know. It may or may not work. There you go. Uh, this is, I like maps. Who likes maps? Yeah, maps are great. I love maps. This is a sort of not very good map, but it's a map I could find that says the Israelites have come all around, all around the you know, wilderness stuff out of Egypt. They come to the Jordan, what is here, this blue line, and they cross the Jordan amazingly. Crossing the Jordan is another great sign that God's with them because the waters part, like they did for the Red Sea. I mean, this time there's no army to, to swamp and stuff, but they cross the Jordan and they know that God's called them in to claim this land. For them, it was a geographic land. God calls them to claim this territory. For us as Jesus followers, God calls us to claim his kingdom, to build his kingdom. Your kingdom come, we pray. Your will be done. We don't have to go and cross a Jordan and fight a battle physically, but we do have to have courage to walk with God, to see what God's doing, and to follow him in doing it. And for the people of Israel and Joshua, when they cross the Jordan, it's, everything's new. It's like now they're in the promised land, but they've not got it yet because there's lots of people living there. And up to this point, they fought battles and stuff. I'm quite into battles. Who's into battles? Any Total War fans? Now, keep in mind, my addiction to p- computer games stay hidden. <sighs> Hearts of Iron 4, anybody? Oh, never mind. Um, anyway, I, I, but... But for Joshua and the people of Israel, it's a new thing. They've never met walled cities. Jericho is a walled city. Up to this point, they've won battles, but it's always been like in the open, open ground. That makes sense? Right? Suddenly, they got to face settled peoples with walled cities. And if you know the story, what does Joshua do? What's the first thing he does? Anyone shout out? Don't do the seven days marching. That's later. Before the seven days marching bit. Don't do the meets the commander of the Lord's army bit. What's the first thing he does? Actually, I don't think he does, actually. Someone can check, read Judges and check on me. I think the first thing he does, he says, he sends out two spies. Very quietly say, spies. This talk is about... No, they can say... <laughs> it's adults, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Rahab loud, spies quiet. This talks about? But he sent out two. Now, spies have to be secret. They have to sneak along. And they sneak along to Jericho. And in Jericho, I'm not sure you can see this here. I tried to find a picture that showed a wall. And the walls of Jericho, I think, weren't very high. They were like fat. Be careful what you say next, Chris. All right? They weren't tall. They were like, like, yeah, um... Wide. Oh, you're tall. Okay, fine. Okay. Uh, they were, they were, uh, and, uh, that's why it's so impressive, by the way, when they fell down, okay? Because high walls can fall easily, can't they? Yeah. But anyway, I think they were sort of like, not very high, but high enough 
with a ditch, but they're wide. But they're houses built on the wall. I tried to find a picture that showed houses built on the wall. I tried also, I got one of my grandchildren to try and build a Lego model. Say R. Of a wall, a thick wall, get? With a house on top. I have to say, bless you, Ez, but your view of a house is not quite mine, nonetheless. Right? Now, if you are under... No. If you're any age at all, or you're Gordon, <laughs> and you want to try and build a wall of Jericho, I have brought... <laughs> I, suspect, I suspect that Esther might be up for this. Okay. If any kids want to come and try and build a better wall with a house on top, that's the challenge. Anyone want to do it or not? Yeah, you can come if you want to, guys. You can come if you want. Actually, if you want to do it, you probably want to grab Lego and take it back to your place, actually. But anyway, it's there if you want it, okay? Because that's part of the important thing of this story. Because the spies go to this lady's house. What's the lady's name? Was? Come on, wake up. The spies go to this house, the lady. Thank you. They are spies. And they don't want to be seen. And, and they, the Bible doesn't tell us why they went there. Adults, you can read Hebrews 11.31 and try and work it out. But they, but they went there and, and she decides to hide them. She knows that the king of Jericho is looking for them. And she decides to hide them. And she hides them on the roof of her house. And the roof of her house, of course, overlooking the wall. And when the uh, soldiers come, by the way, guys, this talk's going to last around about 12 minutes. So you've got 12 minutes to build a wall and show it to me, okay? You haven't got time to build the whole of Jericho, right? Just go for something and we'll see how we get on, all right? Do you want my example? Where's my model gone? There's my model. Like a section of a wall. She says, not a whole wall. Uh, and when the soldiers come, she says, no, they're not here. She sends them away. Why? Rahab, say it try and catch up with it, lives in Jericho, and she's a Canaanite. She's not an Israelite. She knows that these people have come, and she's like, they're like her enemy. But she helps them out. We're going to talk a bit about why that is and what it means to us in a minute. But let's finish the story first. She tells them, the soldiers, look, they're not here. She's very clever. She sends them off. She says, why don't you go and catch them? They just run away. Go back, remember the map? Cool. Will this work? Cool. No, you never know. There you go. She says, why don't you run to the river? They got across the river. Right? Actually, I don't think that's true, actually, because the Israelites are camping up there. But nonetheless, she sends them that way. And she tells the spies to wait under the rooftop flax, this, this stuff she's put down, for three days. And then she says, oh, hello, too fast, Christopher. Just one click. There it goes. Then she lets them down. But because she could do that because her house was on the wall. Do you get and so actually getting out was sort of easy. And she tells the spies to go the other way, wait three days until the soldiers got fed up looking, and then get back to, Je to, Je to Joshua. That's the story. And then she says to them, look, I know you guys are going to take Jericho. She says, I know your God's with you. When you come to take Jericho, will you be good to me and save me and my mum and my dad? Note. She looked after her mum and dad. Okay, good thing. Look after your mum and dad. All right. And out of the family, a wider family, wider family. And the spies say yes. They say, it's okay as long as you put a cord in your window. So I've got a red cord there. Oh, 
Kids, you might need a red cord. I've got a prop for that. Hang on. <coughs> Ali, I borrowed these from your stuff. I'm sorry. I didn't ask you if you need red cords. So there you go. All right. And when, when the army come and knock down Jericho, well, that's not my today's story. If it goes, come on. There you go. That's an artist's impression of the wall falling down on her house standing. Do you get Right, and you can see the red cord, and she survives, and she joins Israel. And and most commentators think, if you look at the genealogy in Matthew, the story of Jesus and who was his, you know, like mum and dad and granddad and great granddad and all that lot, they think Rachel, um, Rahab. Say it, Rahab. not Rachel, like somebody else. They think Rahab's in that list. It's not quite spelled the same, but they reckon that's just a matter of spelling. So she's part of Israel, and she's probably part of the lineage of Jesus, right? Amazing? But the question's this. Why did she do what she did? Why did she decide to hide the spies rather than turning them in? I guess she'd have been quite well looked after. The people of Jericho would have liked it she'd turned the spies in. What's more, the spies took back a report because the spies heard... Um, Rahab and others saying that they were scared of the people of Israel and that really encouraged Joshua and the people to know that the heart, the Bible says the hearts of the people of the land were melting with fear why did she do it? it was a risk why did you take the risk of hiding the spies and sending the soldiers the other way she wasn't an Israelite well she sort of was at the end of it now, I'm going to say very simply, because I think it's an all-age service, and, and, and there's sometimes Laurie and me and other people, we can get complicated about this. She says it herself in, in Judges. Read the story. Sorry, Joshua. Joshua 3. She says it herself. She says, look, to the spies, say, spies. But I guess she says in a normal voice. She says, I know that God is on your side. We've seen what God has done. He crossed you across the Red Sea 40 years ago. He's brought you across the Jordan. And that was the, the Red Sea crossing was a long time ago. I don't know how old she is, but probably before she was born. But the people of the land had heard. But she'd heard and seen what God had done, and she believed that God was going to carry on doing it. Faith is about going from thinking there might be a God to realizing, yeah, actually, that is for real. And then she decides she wants to follow it herself. She says, I want to follow that. A faith is shown because she sees what God's done. She decides that she wants to follow to be part of Israel. And then she does something. She gets the chance to do something. The spies went there, I guess, randomly or God's guidance, I don't know. But she had the chance to say to the spies. And she puts herself in that place. Following Jesus is what we're here to do. Many of us come to the point where uh, many people sort of lose it at the point where they see that God does stuff and they know God's for real and they know God's there somehow, but that's as far as it gets. To follow Jesus, you have to know that God's doing stuff and God's for real. And then you have to get to the point where you say, I want to I follow Jesus. I want to be a disciple. I want to put myself in that side of the line on the side of Jesus. And then you've got to do something about it. It's not enough just to sort of think about it in your head. You've got to commit yourself to doing it. But at this uh, limitless thing, 
four or five hundred young people went up the front, some of ours did, to make a commitment to say, I want to follow Jesus. It's not a popular thing in church these days to make people come out the front and give their lives to Jesus. Don't quite know why, but it isn't. But I tell you, Rahab illustrates the fact that coming to faith is about something about seeing what God's doing. And so many people, I think, in our society sort of know there's a God, but it stops there. And they may hear stories of, of what happened like at Limitless, and, and, that, and then some of them get to the point of saying, I want to follow God. Actually, this looks right, but, you've got to, but then to act on it. And Rahab, say it, gets into Hebrews 11. Because she's not a good lady. She's not an outstanding citizen. She's, in a sense, not a, a great moral example or anything. She's an outsider who comes into the people of God because she chose faith. Do you get that? She comes in because she sees what God's doing. She decides to be on that side. And she does something to action it. And for us, some of us this morning, I don't know. Who knows what Holy Spirit's saying to you? For some of us, will be at different points down that line, I know. For some of us, there's things to action, the bottom point. God's told us to do stuff. I mean, to action it. We're going to take about, until this is over here, we're going to take about two minutes just to pray. Do you want to stand with me? It's a family occasion, it's fine. Kids keep talking. Babies cry, it's fine. Faith is lots of stuff. We've looked at it so much over this term, but in this, this morning, it's about seeing what God's doing, deciding to be with him what he's doing, and making the step to follow. As a church, we want to do that. For some of us, sometimes it's hard to see what God's doing. Open your eyes. Holy Spirit, help people see, Father, what you're doing in young people's lives, in our church, in the area. Some of us, it's the decision to be amongst God's people. You sort of can be a Christian by yourself, but it's just not that, doesn't work, just as mad to be part of a family. Rahab decided to join the people of Israel effectively. That's what she did. family of the, of the church, the family of God's people, wherever that is, wherever it looks like, we should follow. And some of us, it's a matter of action. Taking a step, making a commitment, moving on. encourage you this morning just to anchor that prayer, whatever it is in your heart. And the people all together said, Amen.